It's TGIF time. It's time, I suppose, to exhibit a wonderful lineup of shows. And I must disclose that this lineup of shows will make you feel good from your head to your toes. Welcome to the first episode ever of the TGIF podcast. I am your host, Ryan. I am like the Carol Lambert, is that her name, of this sure. show, Carol Foster, and alongside me. I'm Killer Greg. You can you find are. me at Killer Greg 17 on Twitter. I'm just jumping in. I'm so excited. I'm finally is- something I'm excited to talk about again. We, uh, we are joined by the esteemed megastar Mark. Mark, how are you? Frozen, how he is. Oh no, we lost him. <laughs> Frozen with Off excitement. Brilliant stuff. He's back. I'm back, guys. I just hey. lost you guys for like the last like three minutes. But hey, we're back. All right. We started. We started. We started recording. We started and it in and already screwed up. Love it. That's all right. Cannot That's be all right. any better. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys. That was a that was a run-in right at the end. I was like Cody, just showing up in the backyard, and you guys were like, "Hey, he's here!" So right. perfect, perfect. <laughs> makes Sorry about total that. sense. It makes total sense that this would go off the rails right away. Uh, we are here to discuss ABC's Friday Night Programming, TGIF, which ran from 1989 to the year 2000, which shocked the hell out of me that it ran all the way to 2000. That's insane. Uh, many, uh, many an attempt by ABC to bring it back, but no goes. Could never pull it off, really. 2019, they still had TGF. You know that? Wow, that's crazy. Trying to bring it back all the way back in 2019. Uh, today, uh, the way this show is going to work, we are going to be... Putting together a list. That's how this TGF podcast is going to work. Every month, we're going to go through uh, some of our favorite episodes and put together a definitive list. And this first episode is going to put together a definitive top five best celebrity guest star appearances on TGIF. So, real quick, couple rules. Number one, there were like 50 awesome guest stars on Full House. We can only pick one. They had to limit that. They had people like Vanna White, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wayne Newton, Little Richard, Mickey Rooney, many others. That could have been a whole show. Yeah. But sorry, Full House, you're not allowed to have this whole show. Yeah, spoilers, thank up. God it wasn't. I have so many things to say about Wayne Newton, so you guys are real lucky we're not doing that one. Oh, my God. Uh, many other great guest stars, but we boiled it down to these five nominees. And I questioned my picks immediately as soon as I started (laughs) watching this. Like, I immediately regret some of these nominees. But here we go. Let's start. Let's kick it off. First up, the, I don't know, the bell cow of the TJF lineup? I guess so, right? I don't know. Uh, Full House. We're going to kick it off with Full House. 
when I think of TGIF, it is Full House. That's the first one that pops in my mind in terms of like the the stalwart of that of that uh, brand. So, and that's yeah. that's the only one that they've rebooted, right? I mean, there's new Full House episodes now. Yeah, but it's a sequel, right? Isn't it like well, it's a direct sequel of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. reboots. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the masses clamored for more Full House, and Netflix provided. And we wonder why sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it is a reboot that I have watched, and it's, oh yeah, have you? Good. I saw good. the first episode, and I said, "This isn't for me." Yeah, it's not for you. I agree, not for me either. But I still, I think, for some reason, have watched multiple episodes. Don't know. Really? Why. I think I went through the first one, so they got the nostalgia value, and then moved on. So that was the way to do it because I think it was like four seasons. But whatever, we're moving on. First episode, Full House. Uh, season two, episode six. So we're early on in the in this uh, adventure. Beach Boy Bingo. Okay, DJ, who's coming with you? Uh, well. Beach Boy Huddle. Come on. <laughs> well, we talked it over, <laughs> and we'd like all of you to be our guests. Now, I'm going to go quickly into why I thought this was important. Because the fucking Beach Boys, I know we weren't going to swear, but now we are. The fucking Beach Boys are a part of this show. They're like a, another character on this show. Tagline, DJ wins a radio contest, can't decide to who to take on her dream night. Which sounds like it should be a date, but it's not. Uh, the Beach Boys are coming to town. They're going to be on Danny's show, Wake Up San Francisco. He doesn't have, uh, what's-her-face, uh, college tuition in jail person yet. Lori Laughlin? Right. Yeah. She's not there yet. She's so mentioned off-camera. Like, she just exists in the nether, but we never see her. She had other things to do. She didn't have time to show up for that episode. <laughs> uh Danny doesn't understand surfer lingo, but he lives in San Francisco. How, I don't know if is or sur, is surfing in San Francisco or not. I don't really know the California landscape. But. I don't think so. That's like a Southern California thing, right? Okay. Malibu, yeah, so, somewhere right, in Southern so Cal. Yeah, he's a full-on dad, and he tries to be cool talking about the Beach Boys. But DJ gets upset because her and Danny like the same band. Which, how many children in 1989 actually like the Beach Boys? That was my. <laughs> Well, what is I will say is that I mean, they're good, but Kokomo was my favorite song growing up. Wow. Um, like that and Red Red Wine by UB40. <laughs> those were like <laughs> those were like my four year old jams. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, Not surprised by either, but amazing. So <laughs> So jam. yes. I think kids did know the Beach Boys then because okay. very specifically of that song. And I actually looked up the lyrics of that song, and they're basically children's lyrics. Yeah. They literally just list Caribbean things. There's nothing mm. else in the song. At some point, they're even like, oh, and don't forget about St. Croix. Those are lyrics. <laughs> when when okay, this, this is my total ignorance here. When were the Beach Boys like at their peak popularity? I thought it was like late 60s, right? When they so were like, around, right? Yeah. Like, right? And this yeah. was what, 1986? Uh, 89, I believe. Yeah. So 20 years later from like their their peak, right? That'd be like us, me, me saying, like, hey, Ryan, just to let you know, we got tickets, okay? Best band ever. It's called Smash Mouth, okay? It's amazing. We're all going to go check it out. 
It's going to be huge, going to fill a stadium. So it's like a weird, like, 20-year gap difference. Seems strange to me, but... Yeah. What child, you know, like, I, I'm trying to think of, yeah. Like, the kids today are, are listening to whatever it is. I don't even know. This is already off topic. But I am curious Perfect. if... <laughs> If artists are are becoming, if there's more artists who are popular and then go away quicker, because every week there's a new artist that is apparently very popular and I have no idea who they are. Yeah. And it's always something like little Uzi Vert. It's just, it's like three gibberish words. And I recognize that I sound like a dad right now. And I'm the only one of you that I'm, that is not a father. But like, I try to stay relevant and it is becoming impossible and I don't know if that is a symptom of the internet, like I can't keep up to date enough, or if that's just always been a problem. Like my parents didn't know who Pearl Jam was when I was 15. It's hard to keep track of all the mumble rap. It really is. I mean, I like rap. I'm not trying to put rap no, in, I, but I it is very like it. difficult to that's keep part track of the, of the mumble rap. Is that I'm, I try to stay relevant with rap, and I literally cannot. Yeah. I feel like, you know, my daughter's really into like pop, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift. And even like that, like the very popular stuff, I'll hear them collaborate with somebody. She'll talk to me about like, oh, Ariana did something with somebody. Never hear that person again. Like it just vanished in one day. But you'll hear that song constantly. Um, I, I feel you. I do. I do feel you. It's, it's, right. it's weird how quickly, you know, acts are vanishing these days. That makes me feel better. Yeah, you should feel better. <laughs> You're still not relevant, but, you know, you should feel better. Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> so back then, I don't know, it would have been, what, the Beach Boys featuring Nas? <laughs> to make it to make it relevant beach boys and that's how i found that's how i found out about aerosmith because run dmc did that song yeah. with them really okay i was yep. like oh these guys are cool and then when did that first nas album come that's out? a really good point though right because like they were like in the 80s they were all it was all about you know drugs and they completely vanished off this like the scene yeah and then they had the you know once ran run dmc kind of brought them back and then wayne's world and other stuff kind of made aerosmith yeah. In the 90s, like, they had that weird resurgence with, like, Armageddon and other stuff right. that came and brought them back. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe the Beach Boys Armageddon themselves maybe. back I think that's relevant. exactly what it was. Yeah. Like, they were relevant in the late 60s. Like, Pet Sounds came out in 66, I think. Um, and then they just, they kokomoed their way back into our hearts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the boys, the dads, the three dads, uh, all sing bad beach boys which they do often on the show mm. everybody's embarrassed i don't know why i'm so fixated on this but stephanie digs through everyone's cereal it's disgusting it's just fucking yeah. gross me out it's just gross so gross <laughs> trying to find a dinosaur when's the last time toys were in cereal like that's got to be over right yeah i don't remember oh, that yeah i feel like it, now you have to you just get coupon codes and stuff like download yeah. this Fortnite skin when you get <laughs> frosted flakes just Tony the Tiger, or like a giant mini wheat just running around. <laughs> oh man, uh, Jesse talks about how he first heard the Beach Boys. It was on a date when he was in first grade. Weird. <laughs> Every one of these shows is a B story. Jesse and Joey are writing jingles for the radio. They want to have the Beach Boys help them or perform, or I'm not really sure. Yeah. I vaguely remember that being a thing for a while is they were like a duo trying to get like on the radio all the time. And then he brought in a puppet at one point. It's, my TGIF needs to be refined a little bit more, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Th- then they had a radio show, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 
And that's where the puppet came in. But then he was also on TV. Joey was on TV and was like a, a ranger. ranger? Rick yes. Yes. How many right. seasons did Full House go? Seven, I think. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. That was so, so sad, pers- right? So precise. <laughs> that's why we have this show. Yeah, right. Exactly. I have to. So did, was that like a low key running joke? Is that every. Every season they had a different job? I guess. They just went over four. That was, yeah, that's a lot of jobs. Plus, Jesse and the Rippers. Right? Right, he's a stand up comedian. Yep. Jesse and the Rippers, the band, which got big in Japan. I'm sure we'll cover that someday. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite an episode. Uh, All right, so that's the B story. They want the Beach Boys to help them write a jingle or something. But that's the MacGuffin or whatever to get to the part where they have to listen to the radio. Um, So the Beach Boys can't make Wake Up San Francisco because there's fog. So Danny has to sing Good good Vibrations. And uh, this is some of, uh, what's his name, his best work. Danny, Danny's best work. What's Bob Saget? Bob, Bob Saget. Saget. Yeah, some of his best work is when he sings by himself. I actually thought that was funny. That was <laughs> literally yeah. the only thing I laughed at in this episode. <laughs> right. Well done. Legit it, funny. Narrating yes. the in between, like who's talking to who and who's singing to who. <laughs> that was good. That was well yes. written. Yes. That has to be an ad lib by him. Like, probably he's yeah. a stand-up comedian that has to be like the one thing like we'll give you this one thing please shut up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please don't swear on the show <laughs> yeah. no no uh, visual aids please no yeah. put that away no 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 <laughs> this is pg uh all right so jesse and joey are waiting for their jingle it's a radio contest what are those uh <laughs> Does anyone even call it for a radio contest anymore? Uh, so a radio contest to win a dream night with the Beach Boys for two. Ooh. They try to call in, but DJ's on the phone. She she loves the Beach Boys, but doesn't know their music enough to answer the trivia question. So they have to rush upstairs to help her win. And then all hell breaks loose because everybody wants to go on this dream night with DJ. <laughs> Why is it a dream night? <laughs> They're like 65-year-old men. Yeah. Five old dudes in the back of the limo with a 10-year-old. Yeah, they're in the limo. <laughs> they come to pick you up. They literally come to your house. That seems wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to pre- – all of these episodes, all these shows on TGIF all exist in a world without, like, sex predators. Yes. So that's – we have to assume that the Beach Boys weren't going to do anything – unassuming yeah. <laughs> but then when we actually see them they look like they're gonna do some weird shit because oh yeah one, is, one absolutely. in particular very much spooked me so they were the, yeah was All it right. brian wilson or is it the awful one with the hat mike the the, the tall one with gray hair that one oh. really freaked me out yeah Total i think it's ball. mike i can't mike, remember now sure uh each boy mike each boy mike <laughs> the predator one <laughs> <laughs> he had his own limo <laughs> Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, So everybody's going to suck up to DJ to try to get this extra ticket. So the next morning, Joey's cooking cheeseburgers for breakfast. Kimmy Gibbler, who may be the best person on the show. She was great. Brings over brownies. She's not really involved in this episode a ton, but she brings over brownies. And then eventually, because it's the most obvious thing of all time, DJ picks Uncle Jesse to go with her on the con. Like, 
the right I mean, choice. I, yeah, I would have. Right. I mean, whatever your options are. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Which made me think, uh, well, actually, first, uh, we see Danny. He's upset, sulking, not paying attention to his other children who are now painting dressers and him and whatever, as you do. As you do. Bad parenting. He was kind of a shit, that, like a shit parent, right? I mean, this was a shit but, moment, right? Yeah, he yeah. was just like he was being awful with Michelle, and then he like guilts his other daughter into like making him feel bad. Like he was unbelievably petty for an adult, manipulating his children. They're yeah. gonna have to go to therapy in Full House. Right. Yeah. I heard Stephanie didn't end up too well in the reboot anyway, right? So I mean, like it's because of that moment. Yes, that's right. She was she was all sorts of messed up in the yeah. in the reboot. And in real life, I think, too. I heard. Uh, when's the last time you went to a concert with your dad? Especially at, like, 12 or 10. How old was she? 10? I don't know. I can't think of a, like, did I, I didn't take my dad to Blink-182 when, when, yeah. when I was 13. No. <laughs> my dad likes music, but. I don't know. When I was older, I would say, like, maybe 19, I went and saw sure. Journey with my dad. Yeah. Which I feel That's like kind of probably like comparable you know like a band that my dad liked when he was a teenager who gained regained popularity with like that dave mm. matthews crowd like, yeah i don't know so I, I i think within the context this makes some amount of sense to me because yeah. it's beach boys and they're old right i was like already 16. a legacy act i was like 16 and my dad was super into like he was very into black sabbath he didn't want to come with me to Ozfest, but he did ask a lot of questions. So I felt like he connected <laughs> in that moment because he was just very curious. Like, oh, is Ozzy even like functioning right now? I'm like, eh. <laughs> he said, go fucking crazy a lot and dance. So whatever. <laughs> He's good enough. You know, yeah. he can pull it off. My dad's like, oh, he hasn't changed. Okay, good. <laughs> DJ decides she's not going to go to the dream night. She's going to skip it all together because give up. Yeah. If everybody's bothering you, just give up. So now no one's going to go. Until the Beach Boys themselves, not anyone else, call the house saying that they're there ready to pick up DJ to go to this dream night. But Stephanie says no one wants to go and hangs up on the Beach Boys. <laughs> These five dudes said, we're here for your dream date for your 10-year-old. <laughs> Send her up. <laughs> she can come by herself. No. Uh, so they all rush down and uh, try to stop the Beach Boys from leaving, and that's when we get oh. their actual appearance. And boy, are they weird. It's rough. Haggard, almost. <laughs> Weather. Slash, they all look like, I, I don't know, I don't even know how to classify this, but like ex-Navy people? They're very, like, like, buttoned up from what I would expect, yeah. Yeah, for a bunch of dudes who, like, like, from my very limited understanding of their history, they were relatively wild in the 60s, right? Like, they were involved with Charles Manson and all that stuff. Like, Whoa, yeah. were they? I didn't yeah. know. I had no idea. Wow. I, they did I'm, some weird stuff, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly confident they had, like, very close connections to that whole thing in the 60s. Damn. Um, maybe I'm making that up. Maybe that's a Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> the next Tarantino movie is all about that. Businessinsider.com really has an <laughs> article on Charles Manson's relationship with the Beach Boys. So it exists. Okay. I didn't make it up. I like this uh, live fact check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> we get an old, fat, good old-fashioned living room sing-along. 
from the family and everybody. It's a good old time. And then they realize that uh, DJ's not going to go because she's going to make everybody upset. So they have a Beach Boy huddle, which is something I hope that they uh, did in real life to solve their issues. I would have counted all my kids in that room like, all right, none of them are in the huddle. Okay, we're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. So they are allowed to go. Everybody's going to go. Sorry, Michelle, you don't get to go. But everybody else is going to go on the dream night. (laughs) How do you find a babysitter in 14 seconds from... no dog one's going babysatter. To Wasn't there a dog in the Where's Comet, yet. right? Comet. Comet's not yeah. around yet. I don't oh, think okay. Comet's come That's in like yet. like a season four gotcha. thing. Is it? Gotcha. Gotcha. No Comet yet. But uh, so somebody had to take care of Michelle. We don't know who. They go to this concert. All right, we cut to the concert. This is fascinating to me. The concert, uh, Beach Boys playing at what I believe is the Coliseum. Yep. Yep. In right USC. down the road. Okay, I looked this up. It's five hours and 53 minutes away from just generic San Francisco. That could be anywhere in, like, the closest point of San Francisco or not. Five hours, 53 minutes. This was one hell of a night. The concert started at 1 a.m. My God. Why would they be promoting? Obviously, it's supposed to be somewhere else. Right. They yeah. just assume that no they one just, knows. But, I mean, that's like yeah. a, an incredibly famous stadium. Right. It's The Olympics were fucking there, or were they not there yet? Oh, uh, When were no, the Olympics no, in the Coliseum? 88, right? Was when the Olympics were there? It was 88 or 92. I mean, uh, 92 was Atlanta, right? No, 96. No, 96, 96 was Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so maybe 92, 92 was somewhere else. Wow, well, America just has a monopoly on the Olympics, apparently. Well, yeah. yeah not anymore. <laughs> that's over Uh, (laughs) yeah so i thought that was very bizarre also everyone's wearing usc shirts like in the crowd so it's very obvious but whatever they get on stage they perform uh and then joey drops the b plot right into uh mike's shirt pocket which is another thing that who has there's not a lot of shirt pockets going on these days in bands but okay uh, maybe Arcade Fire. Maybe they all have it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. That is the end of Full House Beach Boys episode. What did you yeah. think of their <laughs> performance, their creep-ass performance? <laughs> I feel uh, like this is not going to rank high on the list. No. This is no, already... as an episode or as an appearance. Yeah. Bad. Um, I've – I mean, this – Hopefully, over the course of this podcast, things change a little bit. Um, I think Full House is terrible. Like, I think it is legit garbage. And it's, it's got uh, some rough stuff in there. Yeah. You That's know, sure. and like, I remember it fondly from when I was younger, but I was also eight. So, what did I know? Um, I thought the movie The Stupids was good. Um, <laughs> so, like, that should indicate something to you. I thought Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze was the best movie ever made. Well, that's, that's like half made. true. Yeah. <laughs> it did have Kevin Nash, so, you yeah, know, right. something. And, and Vanilla Ice. But, um, <laughs> no, I I hated this. I hated every second of this episode other than Danny Tanner singing that song. Um, yeah. It's just, it's too cheesy. And, like, it's almost incomparable. I, you I also got to love the, like the guest star you tease for a whole episode never, and shows up at the very end. Like, well, wait for Sabrina. Oh, my yeah, God. My wait till God. we get there. Boy, um, I blew with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I thought that was going to be way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 
this guest appearance, like, I think it was the most prevalent of any of the guests that we saw. Um, it was like, this is a Beach Boys episode. And then the Beach Boys show up and have a lot of screen time. So at least of, under the, the guise of this specific podcast, pretty good guest spot. They, their songs were played multiple times. Yeah, but they sang Kokomo like seven times. Like back to back. It right, it was like... like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like, here's our next hit, Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> the Beach Boys, really, One Hit Wonders. There's a very peculiar scene while they're singing Kokomo where it looks like Joey forgets the lyrics. Yeah, 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 right at the end. And then yeah. looks directly in the camera, very upset. Yeah. <laughs> they had to keep that tick. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> They call him one take, one take Gladstone. Um, <laughs> Just ask Alanis; she'll tell you that. So. Uh, oh my! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the category. You know, like what are you like? Is screen time going to be important? I guess we're going to have to figure this out as we go. Is screen it's time relevant. quality over quantity. Like, what are we talking? This is like an eight out of ten appearance and like a one out of ten show. Yeah. <laughs> The show grows on you. I will say that. Like, I really have fond memories of, like, what I just brought up, like, Comet and, like, where uh, Jesse gets married and all that other stuff. I, I really yeah. vividly remember that. Watching this, I don't remember watching it when they were that young. So maybe it's – that's the thing. I came in at a later date, and that's when I started really getting into it. I did not – I have a problem <laughs> with the Beach Boys just being themselves. Like, in a lot of the other ones we're going to talk about, it was they were playing a character. It was somebody yeah. else, you know, other than the Backstreet Boys. They were playing characters, and they moved on with it. And there was like a, it wasn't all about, like, hey, we have a celebrity. Check it out. It's awesome. That turned me off. I really don't like that. I like when they try to pretend like it's somebody else. And, oh, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, hey, you know, we'll talk about the step-by-step episode. Like, it's who right. you think it is, but it's not. So this takes a couple notches down for me because of that. Okay. Okay. I, I think I agree. I think this is at the bottom. Yeah. I think this is pretty rough. Speaking of rough, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is up next. Season 2, Episode 18, The Band Show. Ego is sore out of control and Sabrina uses her magic to become a rock star. A lot of problems with Sabrina, Sabrina and her magic. You know, yeah. she's always causing trouble. Salem, there are five bottles here. That's very good, Sabrina. Now, what color is the tablecloth? No, I brewed six. Where's the last bottle of talent? Every little thing that you have said and done Feels like it's deep within me Doesn't really matter if you're on the run It seems like we're meant to be I don't care who you Hey guys, come on! The game's still tied What you did I genuinely like this show as a kid, I don't know why can't really tell you why, but I did. I did too. I just because I was twelve, maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch guest star, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I got really worried when I started working on this, and I realized it's like twenty nine and a half minutes in, and still no Backstreet Boys. Still no Backstreet Boys. What the fuck I'll is happening? Honest, I had to go to Wikipedia because I thought I was watching the wrong episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. they should be here by now. Instinct would have showed up halfway through. <laughs> yeah, right? 98 degrees, they would have been on screen the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. One good part of this show, Nick Bakai as the cat. Yes. I don't know if anybody... Oh, has, love him. He's the best. He's great. Awesome. He's there. We see Sabrina with her aunts or moms or whatever it is. 
I think they're ants. I think they're yeah ants. I think they're ants. Uh, is it Hilda and Zelda? Is that yes. it? Yes. Or? Yes. Okay. The Spellmans. That's that's clever. <laughs> oh. Oh, because they're wizards. Right. Oh, uh-huh. I was thinking something else. <laughs> uh, Hilda plays violin. Her she has an audition. It doesn't go well. She uses magic to violently throw an arrow through her. Her bow, I guess, through her violin, through her violin in midair. Great. Uh, cut to twenty-three-year-olds' uh, high school. It's the battle of the bands. Everybody is so old. Oh God, are they ever so freaking old? Uh, Sabrina is going to start a band with days or hours before. I'm not really sure the speed of light that the show moves at jesus christ it's like a vince russo episode it just crashed tv all over the place uh so they're gonna make a band for battle of the bands she's a witch she's gonna figure it out you know she's gonna figure it out nobody can play uh plot b for some reason zelda is or zelda whatever she's working on nuclear fusion because of course and uh she we see a flashback of this weird dude i put orson wells wizard guy <laughs> giving a speech in like whatever year this was about <laughs> nuclear fission to a bunch of wizards and she puts a whoopee cushion down because he's an asshole and he sits on it and it ruined his whole wizard life <laughs> great summary <laughs> i don't know what else to say You're it's, dead so, on. it's so weird i couldn't tell if that was supposed to be like 80 years ago or like yesterday <laughs> like, there's no it was, was it in black and white yeah, <laughs> yeah but they looked the same it's like sepia toned i think it was supposed to be like the 20s <laughs> nuclear right? fusion yeah oh, okay. that's the reason we don't we didn't have it because this guy <laughs> sat on a fart whoopee cushion and got embarrassed mm-hmm. uh <laughs> So now she wants to finish it, so she's got to figure out. She's got to call this guy, I guess. Sure. Get his formula? I don't know. Even worse, Hilda's plot, where she's going to get a job playing violin at a country music, country western diner. Like a (laughs) steakhouse, right? Right. I guess. (laughs) They only want to hear chicken in the straw, right? Is that that, That's it. That's all they want. They want her to fiddle. She wants to play classical violin. So Sabrina's band is fucking terrible. (laughs) So bad. Cool cheerleader band? Awesome. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. I guess. It's hard to tell because it's like 12 seconds. Right. I don't have any context. Was that supposed to be a song that they had written or was that just them performing like a Britney Spears song or something? I think it was supposed to be a song they wrote, but it was like a Spice Girls tribute or something. Yeah. I don't know. So they're it doing was, that. Yeah. It, a, a bewitched <laughs> original, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there is not a lot there. So Orson Welles, scientist, decides he's going to come over, and he says he's going to help. He just walks in the door and drops a whoopee cushion out and says, like, nope, not helping you, and leaves, but doesn't leave. Hilda's trying to force feed everyone classical music, but it's not going well. Sabrina's band somehow gets worse. Gotta come up with a way to fix the band. Um, the, the scientist dude, his revenge on Zelda is to get her to sit on the whoopee cushion over and over and over and over again, which is kind of funny. <laughs> 
that man has a PhD. <laughs> Just to let you know. Uh, okay, so Sabrina's big plan, her and Nick Bukai the Cat come up with this plan to make a six-pack of talent so that the band is going to drink these and get good at music. Can't remember why, but we get to see the principal who fucking hates Sabrina yeah. and all her friends. I can't remember why. Colonel Mustard is pissed. He's no, not really like so him. mad. He does not like Clarissa. He's actively rooting against them. <laughs> they don't need help. They suck, guy. Yeah, right. You've seen it. Uh, his nephew, I thought this was great. His nephew, or whatever, cousin, yeah. I don't know, host sure. of a very popular local radio show or TV show, I'm not sure, called A Rock and Hard Place. What uh, channel is that on? <laughs> Just curious here. <laughs> Okay, so then we actually get to the actual competition. Cheerleaders rock it for about eight seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're on stage. We see the very end of the song. And then Sabrina's team drink the talent sodas. And they go up and they sing an awesome version of Blondie, which pretty sure Melissa Joan Hart herself sang this song. It was in the credits, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, it really? sounded like her. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like her. Yeah. All right. Wasn't it, bad. Was, it wasn't bad, right? So uh, principal actively rooting against them. After one song, they win the competition, and they're so popular that everything changes. Yeah. They can't get to the damn water fountain without being mo- – they sang one cover song, and it's over. <laughs> they're so popular now. <laughs> they're doing drugs. <laughs> I'm half surprised they didn't do that. They've got groupies. Yeah. They have tattoos. Yep. They're wearing weird clothes. The guy suddenly owns, like, a mesh army tank top for some reason. <laughs> and then he wears it in school. No, yeah. Harvey got to be his true self for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just found this. <laughs> and these 12 others. Uh. <laughs> Every color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. slide one on. There we go. Oh, it fits. <laughs> Just it just side. feels right. It just <laughs> feels right. Oh, Harvey. <laughs> Old high school, high school bands are not popular ever, even if they're half decent. They're not popular. People don't care. No. It's high even ha- half decent is, is, you know, that's up in the air. I don't think I ever heard any of the high school bands that I was around that were even like a quarter decent. So. Helda. Puts a spell on everybody in the bar so that they or the restaurant so they all love classical violin. And uh, that leads to, I'm just going to go right to it. Everyone fucking hates the food because they want, not only do they want classical violin, but they also want better food. So that leads to her being fired, cross that plot off the list. Very bad. <laughs> Waste of time. I thought it was really uh, funny. Oh, you did? I did. I really did. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I, I just, I guess I sympathize, not currently, but just with hating your job so much <laughs> <laughs> that you'll just take any, anything to make it a little bit better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that, that, that plot res- very much stuck with, with me. I thought it was hysterical. I, I thought it was really funny. They kept asking for the same shitty fiddle song. <laughs> It was oh, Greg's man. version of kids coming up to him and asking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> Just the- <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Have I told you about my Dungeons and Dragons character <laughs> and exactly no. how it works? 
<laughs> Do you have an hour and a half where I can let you know? They never stop. No. You would think that once I turn my back and start walking, they would understand that the conversation is over on my half. No, they just keep, they keep, they start walking too. I have literally had multiple people like follow, follow me from room to room to continue telling me about their D&D character. Wow. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's like having someone randomly show up and start telling you about their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know you. Let me tell you about this D&D character I dreamed about last night. <laughs> do you have three hours? <laughs> yes, you do. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm going to follow you. Just walk. We'll walk and talk. Right. Yeah. I'll give you all the context you need. <laughs> I'm going to back way up. I was born. <laughs> I see you're headed to the bathroom. That won't stop me. All right. Let's different, go to different stalls. We good. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Back, back to the Battle of Bands. Harvey's so cool now. He's having uh, issues with... <laughs> The rest of the band, he has his creative differences already after one song, one Blondie cover. Already, cover song. <laughs> we have creative differences about what the next cover will be. <laughs> and we see him in his mesh shirt and now bunny ears. Yep. It's getting weirder. <laughs> Talking about what they need to do and what they need to wear. <laughs> Oh, I, I think we should all have mesh shirts. Random pile of mesh shirts in my room. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing there? Uh, uh, Sabrina realizes things have really spoiled out or uh, spiral out of control, so she's got to reverse this spell real quick. She makes up a spell called the Flat Talent, where you drink it and you become shitty again at instruments. So. <laughs> She comes to the next show. She's coming out of an autograph signing. They have a new member of the band, Sunshine. This is like a Yoko Ono thing. I kind of dug I guess. <laughs> yeah. I like Sunshine, that. she's in the band now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they have a rider. They're complaining about their backstage catering at a high school event. Sabrina has trouble getting everybody to drink the sodas. And finally, they do by accident. She has to teleport Libby from the cheerleader group in so she can perform for them in her play in the in their place. So uh then they fake play and lip sync or whatever behind her as she performs a song. We go to Zelda who's trying to get this formula and calling everybody telling her that she's a zero in her wizard Rolodex or whatever her witch Rolodex. And then for some reason, they start hooking up. Can you explain yeah. why? <laughs> was, I, I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like this is not a plot that would, have flow, would apply today. I mean, she's basically oh. just using sex for science. Mm-hmm. Was she trying to manipulate him or was, was I think so because in it she, just to get with her? I, no, I think she's manipulating him. Okay. Because as soon as he's like, all right, I'm not giving you the formula, they, don't, they, they immediately stop dating. Yeah, it's over. It's like, well, then... No sex for you. She kicks him out and then takes his pants. Sick burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> teleports his pants off of him. But he's also a wizard. So can't he just manipulate the space and time and get more pants? Oh, he's not a pants wizard. He's a shirt no. wizard. <laughs> Sorry. He can only make mesh tank tops. So he's already done his job this episode. <laughs> he's all wizarded out. Yeah. Just gets, 
a series of mesh tank tops and wraps them around his legs. <laughs> I'm going to send these somewhere. I don't know where. He's a good kid. He's got to go to a good home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Some boy. repressed cat boy somewhere needs these mesh tanks. <laughs> Hope he likes the army. We go back to the talent sodas, find out that not everybody drank all the talent sodas. And uh, here we are. Finally, we get the Backstreet Boys. We got there. Yeah. Finally, they're playing a one-on-one-on-one-on-one basketball <laughs> game against each other. I'd watch Over the shit out of that. Are you kidding me? A three-on-two? I'm not really sure what's, what's going on in this basketball game where they're wearing jeans. Yep. As big you jeans. do. Yep. And big ones. Very big Janko. Very large. Yep. So they drink the talent soda. They share it. They pass it around. They get really good and become the Backstreet Boys. The end. Is the premise that they're supposed to be students at this yeah. This graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> this dental college that everybody's at. The eight-year medical school that they're yeah. in or whatever. <laughs> yes, they become uh, famous immediately after drinking the, uh, the talent Why juice. wouldn't you just have them? Why are they not in the it the judges. whole time? Yeah. yeah. You clearly right, you have know, paid special them judges, to show up. the Backstreet Boys, yeah. for this talent thing. I guess it's a funny bit. Sure. Not, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is a uh, for building this list. This has got to be at the bottom. This is a miss. This is a misfire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Big time misfire. I'm sure every young woman who watched this <laughs> enjoyed the hell out of it, but uh, poorly done. Could have used the Backstreet Boys better. For sure. All right. So I enjoyed this episode, though. Okay. Wow. Enough. I kind of, I mean, all of these episodes, I kind of lumped them into two things, like episodes for kids and real television. I think this was a pretty good episode for kids. Like, most of it didn't hit with me now, but I could see a time in my life where I would find it funny. Mm -hmm. I like the fantastic elements of this show. It moves so fast, it's like, even if you didn't like one thing, they're yes. on to the next thing. Right. right. I liked the Zelda plot. I liked the Hilda plot. So, two-thirds of the show worked for me. That's a good point. Like, I can really imagine kids being super into this just because, like, it's fantastical. There's a talking cat. There's a violin getting destroyed by it's magic. Silly. It is silly. Right. And so, you're right. I think in that vein, it does work. But uh, I was I was not entertained on this one. This one, a lot of the other episodes that we're going to talk about, I was definitely more into. Yeah, we're going to step it up. As we okay. go here, step it up slightly on this one, slightly on this one. But I, I'm going to confess something. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I'm a massive step by step fan. I fucking right. love that show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be irrational during this. I'm sure. All right, Ryan, who's your, Steph- who is your person? Who is your favorite character? Before we even go into it, favorite character of step by step of step by step. Oh wow. Well, there's two different versions of this. One is the uh, one is the I'm um, entertained, and the other is I was 13, and this is who I liked at that moment. Perfectly As good. In- a go crush. Ahead. Yeah. Okay. It was very crush based. Patrick Duffy. I totally. I'm on board. <laughs> I got you. Both answers. I <laughs> do. Great. If he had a mesh shirt. Yeah. Look out. Look out. The magic can't cross shows. That's the problem. But can it? 
Yeah, it will. We've had, we will. We're going to get there someday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crossover. There's a lot. The, yeah. The Urkelverse. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Dude, owned everything. All right. Step by step. Season three, episode 11, Christmas story. On Christmas Eve, Frank and Carol got drunk or something and got arrested for robbing a toy store mistakenly. Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. Cody Lambert presents The Glory of Christmas. We start with, I would guess this is technically my favorite character, Cody Lambert. Okay, agreed. Uh, He's setting up Christmas lights. He's putting them on his van and in the backyard. How the hell did he afford? This man lives in a van in his cousin or whatever, uncle's house in the driveway. They have a mega fucking house too. Mm -hmm. A million bedrooms. This guy can't get inside. He has to live in that van. He has enough money to put together all this shit for his his light display in a backyard of he's got animatronics, he's got fake snow, he's got all kinds of shit. He's got that remote, whatever that thing was. <laughs> like the street fighter thing that you use if you're a professional street fighter player, that giant pad. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. So he sets all this stuff up, and he uh, introduces his three wise men, Einstein, Lincoln, and Alex Trebek, because of, you know, we got to go there. This is ABC. So. That got a laugh out of me. I won't lie. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whole thing was The funny. best. He's the best. Yeah. yeah. Lambert's fosters, we begin. They're trapped unknowingly in a family meeting. This is a uh, lot of times in step-by-step, you get these family meetings no one wants to be a part of. Carol has tricked everybody. She let them eat ice cream in the living room, which is like, what the fuck is going on in this house where you can't eat ice cream in another room besides the (laughs) kitchen? But so they're allowed to eat ice cream in the living room, but there's a there's a little thing here. She wants to just give one gift per person this year at Christmas. What? That's never gonna fly. Why would you have a family meeting about that? Either do it or you don't. You gotta dive in with conviction. Got a lot of bills when you got 12 kids or whatever. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I haven't thought about it, but you're correct. That house is massive for a hairdresser and a construction worker. That's what I was going to say. What was her job? Was it was a really hairdresser. hairdresser? Oh, my yeah. God. Eventually, they put like a, like a beauty studio attached to the kitchen. Yeah, I think it starts that way. She has a beauty oh, studio. Oh, really? Oh, okay. In the garage. And then things get weird. She gets like a... A very nice beauty studio downtown or something. That's when oh, I didn't things go that. off the rails. So no one agrees with this terrible plan. Even Frank is like, what the fuck are you doing? Patrick Duffy's <laughs> smart. He knows what's going on. He doesn't want this either. He's like, wait, I want a present. Brandon, the lost child of the show. There's always yeah. the lost child. Yep. He's the one. He's like, I, I want a train set for Christmas. Are you going to get it? It's like, do you, does he not believe in Santa? <laughs> What the hell are you doing to this? What's going on in this house? So he wants a train set. We cut to Christmas Eve. JT, that piece of crap. He's downstairs at 12.01 trying to open his presents because he's the worst. And they're like, no, you need to wait till 6 a.m. But they shockingly realize they forgot to buy the train set. Of course they did because no one cares about Brendan, as we're going to find out as we move along in this show. (laughs) 
they also forgot stopping stocking stuffers. So Frank is like, you know what? No problem. Building a helping build a toy store downtown. I got the key. Let's just go down there and get this stuff. Totally rational. <laughs> They're gonna break in with intent to purchase. That's what he says. That's a funny joke. That is a funny uh, joke. They go down there. He's trying to buy all these things. He goes to pay, and Don Knotts comes in. <laughs> Detective Thief? Is that what he was called? Yes. yes. No, Very Deputy. Funny. Deputy Thief. Deputy, deputy Thief. thief. Yeah. He comes in and uh, starts waving his gun around like crazy. <laughs> he still had it, man. Like, that, the, yeah. the, oh, you know, sure. he was definitely really into that moment and a lost art, the whole physical comedy thing, so... Very true. He was still throwing 95 miles an hour on his physical yep. comedy at this point. Unfortunately for Frank, he put the toy gun in his pants. <laughs> as one is wont to do. You know, <laughs> as you would. And uh, this fool's deputy thief into thinking that he has a gun. And then he arrests them and brings them down to the slammer on Christmas Eve. So, uh, they're gone. Next morning, kids get up and immediately, because they're terrible, start opening presents. No parents. Destroy everything. Don't even realize that the parents aren't there. Because Frank and Carol are stuck in jail, and they can't get out because the judge has the day off, technically. So, Fief won't let him out. Frank keeps trying to explain things, and it keeps getting worse, because he said, I've been working there for weeks. I had the key. So, you've been casing the joint. Very funny moment where Cody comes in, because he's the best. Cody comes in all happy to start Christmas, and he's horrified at what's going on. Everyone's just ruined Christmas for him. He, he had to sleep outside in his hypothermia van all night, <laughs> only to come in. <laughs> everything's destroyed. I'm assuming even his presents have been open at this point, because everything's destroyed. <laughs> right? That JT asshole did it again, I'm sure. I also oh, like why, his... does Co- why does Cody get presents? He's a cousin. He should get presents. Why you can't live in the house. Do you buy for your cousin, If Mark? they were in my driveway, I would buy at least one, Greg. <laughs> I would buy him another pair of pajamas. Clearly, he needs them. Okay? <laughs> oh, man. One that, are, one that isn't candy cane striped. So... <laughs> Stop spending your money on weird animatronics and get a real apartment. Uh, he comes in and he says he's really cheesed off at everybody. He said bitching at the beginning of the show, didn't he? He did. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get the very timeless cordless phone up a butt thing. Mm. He's sitting on the cordless phone and it rings. And he finds out that Frank and Carol are in jail. Uh, we get the, uh, this happens every episode. Carol flips out on Frank, yeah. loses her mind, and uh, Deputy Thief is like, you know, watch out for her. The kids decide they're big assholes and they're going to bring the Christmas to the jail. So they do that. <laughs> and uh, we end on Deputy Thief passing out on Carol's shoulders as he ate what, pie and sang carols. Mm. And then he Very falls asleep. Weirdly falls asleep on her shoulder. So that's that. I would say this is the best performance we've had so far. Yes. Oh, for sure. Way yeah, better would, than the, yeah. the other two, for sure. But so, then again, he is also the only actor we've seen out of yeah. all the celebrities who have shown up so far. So 
a legitimate trained actor. Yeah, right. Who right. is popular as well. I like the joke where, you know, it wasn't like even Frank calls him Fife, like Deputy yes. Fife. No. Like, hey, hey, it's Thief, you know, yeah. check it out. Like, whoa, we don't want to get sued. Like, you know, like I, I enjoyed that. I, I I like the meta, like tongue in cheek stuff where they do with celebrities sometimes. Yeah. So that was good. I like that. And they were on a show together, right? What's I think uh, so. Three's Company. Um, I think so. Oh, yeah. you're right. I think oh, that's why. God. Yeah. I think that's why we get that moment at the end, the loving moment so at the end. Yeah. Right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, with uh, Ritter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I can't remember yeah. her name at the moment, though. Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. And other yeah. girl. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I thought this whole episode was pretty funny. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little. It's corny. It's a, yeah, it's a Christmas corny, corny yeah. Christmas episode. Like it, it is exactly. If you asked me to write a step by step Christmas episode, I think I could have done this minus <laughs> minus Don Knotts. Um, but it's Greg, still I funny. Have a challenge for you. <laughs> yeah, this is over. You now yeah. need to go and do this. All right, um, I'll get on it. I'll report back. I'll do a one man step by step show. I'll do all <laughs> eleven parts. <laughs> I can't wait for your Cody. Wow, you have. Taking it up a notch. That's right. I expected also, a, a spec script, not a whole like performance. Yeah. I don't do things halfway. <laughs> I also like in that entire episode, the kid still never got his train. Like everybody else got what they <laughs> just nope, <laughs> nope. You still suck. Yeah. <laughs> Go live on the van. Go out with Uncle Cody. <laughs> You're just good enough to share a room with four other boys. Yeah. <laughs> just barely. They take his room, give it to Cody. Yeah. He goes take out to the van. Take him out. <laughs> You're the new Cody. That's take how this works. Ter- take your terrible attitude out to your van. <laughs> but I'm five. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun at his expense, I think, over the... Oh, (laughs) yeah. All right, moving into the elite of the elite. Family Matters, uh, Season 5, Episode 7, entitled Grandma. But I just might have the right partner for you. Well, who is it? Do I know him? It's not a him, it's a her. Why, you're suggesting that I partner up with an elderly woman? These are my new shoes from Converse. They're so light and so fast, my grandmama can whoop you in them. Grandmama! Let's go. Just, uh, we're talking the, the best of the best here. Eddie Winslow, not Winslow. Yes, Winslow. Yeah, Winslow. Agrees yeah, Winslow. to uh, team with Steve in a local basketball tournament. But, they, uh, but uh, Eddie finds a better partner at a last minute, leaving Steve having to partner with the famous Grandma Ma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie is eating a giant sandwich. A fucking enormous Subway sandwich. And does not care about Steve. Steve comes in talking about how hard he's worked on his dribbling and how much better he is at basketball. And that him and Eddie need to uh, join up and play this basketball tournament. Eddie has no interest in doing this at all. Until Steve says, you win Bulls season tickets if you win the tournament. So now he's in and Steve says, we have a mental connection, Eddie. And he fires a fucking basketball right through the kitchen window. <laughs> like, wow. 
the the house insurance on this thing. Because uh, the amount of things he breaks, I don't know, he's breaking things yeah. every episode. That kitchen by the end of the series, that kitchen's brand new. It looks the same, but yeah. trust me, everything's been replaced. All been the replaced. In, all the insurance money that's been poured out. Maybe the best character on TGIF ever. Carl Winslow comes in and drops this bomb. Apparently the whole house is falling apart because he the lights don't work in the bathroom and he mistakenly almost put a candle under his armpit as deodorant. Laura, the daughter, wants Ooh. to go to a plot B party and <laughs> cons Carl into letting her go out. We get the sign-ups for the basketball tournament and uh, city legend Kenny the Spider Jackson comes in. It screws it all up because Steve is signing. Steve's doing the paperwork. Kenny decides he wants to partner up with Eddie. And Eddie ditches Steve right away. Big mistake. Not good. And I want to point out real quick here, cool guy Eddie, what he's wearing. Overalls, socks, and sandals is what this guy's wearing. Yeah. It looks like a Super Mario cosplay. <laughs> I don't even know where to start on this, but let's talk about Waldo Geraldo. Oh, God. <laughs> what the hell is going on with him? Fondly remember. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that he was a thing, but then oh, immediately God. was like, oh, my God. This it guy. came flooding back to you. It did. The memories came flooding back. Like, what is, what is this guy's deal? Mm. He was very funny on this show, though. Mm-hmm. I wonder when he came around. Was he was was he, he was like later? Right yeah, he I was like, later. Is he there just to make Steve look cooler? They were like on a trying to make Steve Urkel so much cooler right around this time. So they yeah. needed a new dumb guy. I is that what it was? My initial gut says that it is a parallel to DJ Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Prince. Hmm. Just I'm a sidekick. Cute. You mean just like a kind of dim sidekick? Yeah. To the much cooler, much smarter main character. Okay. I'm Interesting. Cu- I'm curious. I'm curious if they, when Fresh Prince was, and when Waldo started showing up. <laughs> the correlation. It's gotta be similar. <laughs> There's a correlation. Waldo, the Waldo <laughs> Fresh Prince correlation. Just <laughs> see you had- in a dark room with those ribbons, like a. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. Charlie and always sunny. There's a connection. Can, that's right. Yeah. Happy Sylvia. Gonna, it's him. Steve is pissed. He says, You killed our friendship, Edo. Wow. Harsh. Very harsh. He's never this harsh. Yeah. Ouch. Man. Uh, Carl went to work and forgot to tell Harriet that there's a plot B on this show. So she's pissed. <laughs> She's pissed that uh, Laura stayed out, and then he comes in and becomes a piece of shit. <laughs> Basically saying, "I'm the man of the house, and I can make decisions." Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, Carl, you quickly went from like, "I'm so excited to see you," to, "Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> what happened here?" I texted Greg though when I was watching this. I had very, I, I related more with a, more to Carl now than I did when I was younger. Obviously, now that I'm a dad, yeah. a husband, like I, I got that moment where he just got tired of fighting or got tired of like arguing with his daughter and just gave up. Yeah. Like I've right. been there. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to do this. Like I'm done. So really appreciate <laughs> Carl up until this moment. But Carl, you could do better, my friend. You can do better. You don't. I think this was a teaching. 
total yeah. teaching moment here. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. Just taught us not to act this way. But yeah, exactly. I do. I do agree. Yeah. What is going to end this crap <laughs> quicker? If yeah, I say right. you can stay out for one extra hour, you're going to yeah. shut the hell up and leave me yes. alone. She got him right when he came home from work. I mean, like we that I get it. <laughs> she played him. She played him yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Mama Winslow. She calls Steve over. And uh, she's going to give him a little pep talk and say, like, you know what? You and Eddie have to be friends again. What's going on? But really, she's got a new partner for Steve. Oh. Enter Grandmama. Steve is like, even for me, (laughs) I can't get behind playing basketball with an old woman. (laughs) That's kind of what I got out of this performance. (laughs) Even for me, who does a lot of weird shit. (laughs) <laughs> I can't do this. And then he sees Grandma Ma, who is Larry Johnson in drag. Yep. Six foot nine, giant human being. And he's like, no, this will work. Mm-hmm. This is good. We got this. <laughs> Probably got nervous when he saw Grandma Ma show up to the actual game, still dressed <laughs> as Grandma Ma was dressed when he came over to knit a sweater or whatever he was doing. <laughs> whatever she was doing. Came over to knit a blanket and then played basketball in the same outfit. <laughs> but uh, they're going to team together. Eddie's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm glad you're still playing, but what? who is Grandma Ma? And then we get a sweet 90s oh. jock jams, oh. whatever else you can think of. <laughs> so- Highlight reel of Grandma Ma. <laughs> Just decimating like 2001 <laughs> shack destroying kids mm-hmm. <laughs> 40 blocks 20 dunks you know everybody can dunk everybody like, can dunk with the power of tv sure <laughs> we can all do it that hoop was like six feet tall yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems so small when larry johnson's dunking on it but he is amazing grandma ma is amazing just destroys yeah. everybody Gets a little slowed down by a wedgie at one point because, of course, of course, if you're going to pull this off, you got to have the wedgie gag in there. Waldo and his partner, who was also on the show a lot, but I forget that guy's name. Yeah, I vaguely remember him. I remember him. Uh, They're getting their asses kicked. And the friend goes, I thought you were practicing. He's like, I have been. I've been practicing the harmonica. (laughs) What the? So the the friend does what anybody would do. He takes a harmonica and smashes it, and stomps all over it, breaks it. But Waldo Geraldo Faldo, he's no fool. He pulls out a secondary. <laughs> Every harmonica player knows <laughs> you always got to have a second harmonica. I'm <laughs> sorry, that first one's going to smash. never going to go over well. <laughs> I love that bit. <laughs> that was great. I thought it was really dumb when he just said, I've been practicing the harmonica. Yeah. And then yeah. when they went over to the bench and he actually broke it out, that went from like the bottom of the barrel to top of the top of the mountain for me. Yeah. <laughs> Carl and Harriet are no longer talking because he's an asshole. <laughs> Laura comes in and is basically like, stop fighting. I ground myself. I get this, just get me out of here. I ground myself. I don't want to hear it anymore. And then we get the the best, the Carl Winslow shimmy. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, <laughs> he gives the hug to Harriet. I parented without knowing about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you guys have a lot of problems you need to work out, but it's okay for right now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you got a fucked up dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your middle daughter. I mean, come on. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't seem to care. What happened? Yeah, just went upstairs and that was it. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe Brendan will get that treatment one day. <laughs> he, I think he disappears. I'm pretty sure he's gone yeah. at the end. Too many step kits. You're out. <laughs> Cut that <laughs> one. You know what? Take, take your van and get the hell out of here. <laughs> we forgot to talk about Steve is an incredible basketball player. Yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> my God. Good. Yeah. He is excellent. What happened yeah. to nerd Steve Urkel? Like, this guy is great. Why do you feel the need to ditch him in the first place? I guess he wasn't yeah. paying attention to how good he actually was. Like the he first was too enamored seconds, by he... that sandwich. He didn't see his sweet moves in the kitchen. <laughs> I think like he broke out like amazing like ball handling skills when the first 30 seconds of the episode. He's like, I guess you'll be all right. That's fine. I mean, it's I'm good. All right. Now he's... I don't know. If you're, if you're Scotty Pippen and like, I don't know, somebody shows up and is like, hey, you can play with me. But then Michael Jordan rolls along and is like, yo, you can play with me. I mean, Scotty Pippen, <laughs> you can't fault him. Sorry, not, Scotty. Right. You can't fault him for just going with Reggie Miller. Like, it's fucking Michael Jordan. Oh, man. You know, it's Scotty Spider, Pippen's, for God's sakes. Scotty Pippen <laughs> is listening to this podcast right now, and you've just insulted him. You know Reggie? what? He's going he's to write a book about this. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he does. Yeah. Steve Urkel can dunk. Yeah. He can drive to the hoop. He can shoot. He's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and seems like in real life, uh, Jaleel White is actually pretty good at basketball. Seems like it. Yep. Good thing he has those pants hiked up so high for <laughs> dribbling through the leg. Grandma Ma gets injured in the finals when Eddie's team faces Steve's team. Grandma Ma's out. And he's like, why don't you two just play one-on-one? Even though it seemed like they played to like 100 by ones yeah. based on the <laughs> highlight reels. <laughs> but uh, so they're going to play one-on-one. Kenny says, I'm not hurt. It should be two-on-one. And Grandma Ma is like, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Yeah. Okay. He's like, all right, never mind. So Steve dunks on the rim, game blouses, they win. Steve wins the tournament. He wins the Bulls tickets. That's uh, the tournament. So, Did we actually say that Grandmama is Larry Johnson? Did we say that and I missed it, or did we not say that? We did, I think. Grandmama is Larry Johnson. I'm right. sorry. I, was uh, this only, was this the only Grandma Ma appearance? I feel like there was more, hmm. or was this the only one? I can't remember. No, it must have been more. I think it was I, more. Even if it was like a one-off deal, I think he was around again at some point. And for Family Man, I mean, I know he did all those Converse commercials, which is where that all came, you know the Grandma Ma character came from. So, right. Yeah, so it came first, and then right. they just poured oh, it into the TV yes. show, like yeah, Uncle yeah, yeah. Drew. Yeah, the yeah exactly. Kyrie Irving, right? Yeah, yeah he a real Uncle like- Drew situation, <laughs> <laughs> except for worse for uh, Uncle Drew. You Sorry, think that's what Kyrie did? Like he landed, he landed in Cleveland, and he's like, "If he's oh. doing Space Jam, I need a grandma situation." <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? I want to be old. That seems great. The Earth is flat. <laughs> does he believe that? Oh no, Kyrie Irving believes that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Could he you does. imagine? Could you imagine believing oh. the Earth is flat? Oh my oh. God! <laughs> I was surprised when Larry Johnson showed up because I actually thought that Grandma Ma was played by Chris Weber. I don't know why. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. 
Um, and uh, and then the, he opened the door and they did that slow pan up and I was like, yeah. that is not Chris Webber. <laughs> no. I don't know why I thought that, but for 20 years I was living in this veil of misinformation. <laughs> wow, dude. See, I yeah. always remember uh, Grandma Johnson. Like, I remember playing NBA Jam at home, like on the, on the Super Nintendo, and the Hornets were always my team. So it was yes. always Grandma Johnson and Muggsy Bogues. Those are my two that I always ran with. So very happy to see him here. This was like that time where that team was right. really popular. Right. Right. Like 93 or whatever. This, yeah. It must be when this was because I think you're right. had a weird career after this. Yeah. Like, yeah, he hurt his back Nick. and he just never did well. Right. And yeah, a lot of different. He was a totally different player. He was old and slow and didn't jump a lot. But in right. this, he jumps a lot. I don't know. He uh, wasted all that energy. <laughs> this was his crescendo. You think this injury was real? <laughs> that ruined everything for him? Got it hurt on the set? the script on the fly. Got yeah. hurt on the set of Family Matters? Got that wedgie? Uh, so Eddie and Steve make up Eddie's fake. Does he have a fake injury here? He's icing his knee. Yeah. Trying to, trying to suck up to Steve Urkel to get these tickets. Uh, Clever. Steve eventually is like, you know what? Grandma hates the bulls. She's more of a Hornets fan. (laughs) Ha ha ha. A little joke. Uh, so let's go to the bulls game together. Then we see grandma and Estelle. Together, wearing the same outfit because mm. sure, tall and yeah. small, very silly. <laughs> Hilarious. Would have been uh, funnier if it was Muggsy Bokes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my friend, <laughs> little grandma. <laughs> little grandma is Muggsy <laughs> Bokes. Wow, that would have been good. That would have been great. Yeah, big big mistake. Yeah. Uh, where does this where does this end up? So I feel like Sabrina's is is definitely five. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Full house yeah. for. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm this still on the fence with Full House. Right. I think it was one. a great cameo. I think it this was is number one. Episode. This is number one for me. I adored everything about this. Like he's playing a character that he's already played before. The yeah. jokes were funny. Like the the episode was well written. The B story wasn't stupid. Like it was. I, I like this one. This was good. The B story was quick and to the point. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Not, didn't didn't overtake the episode. This but, was uh, by far the best acted out of all the episodes we've seen. <laughs> he pulled it off. He did. Pulled yeah, it off. Right. Yep. What's good? Chris Webber could not. Chris Webber could not have done that. No, exactly. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> In great <You> script. <laughs> Muggsy Bugs and Chris Webber. <laughs> <laughs> the dynamic duo together yeah. again. Again. Uh, is family matters the true best show on tjf i guess this is a question absolutely yeah absolutely i've watched a decent amount of like i would say the first one to two seasons of all of all the tjf shows family matters is hands down the best one Mm -hmm. Um, i think so yeah i think it's the true the true best show of quality better produced like everything seems clearer and it just like all the direction seems better so uh, yeah i really like this although i will say my favorite show is perfect strangers (laughs) Um, i'm not gonna fight you on that (laughs) but i have not seen it in a long time so i can't testify to it and we haven't this there was no family matters or uh right episode so i'll have to i'll have to withhold judgment 
that was earlier. That was earlier on in the TJF run. That was the yeah. the first one, right? Yeah, the first it, was, show? it was up there. Cousin Bulky don't need no celebrities. Okay, he's a one man show. Bulky returns. Bulky, Bulky is the uh, guy on Step by Step later yeah. on. Yes, that's right. Yes, John, bring him back. He's something, the something. he's the other hairdresser. Good for him. <laughs> and Family Matters was a Perfect Stranger spinoff. So technically right, yeah. It's yeah, possible right. that it's like the same showrunner, so maybe it's just similar quality, which is why I like it. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely up there. So this is probably at number one. We have one I, more to go. Yep. The next one's real good too though. So it's All right. done. I've seen this one probably a thousand times. Boy <laughs> 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 Meets World. Season four, episode nine, 16 candles and 400 pound men. Topanga is upset when Corey misses her sweet 16 dance. Thanks for giving her, giving away Disney plus. And just, <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> yeah, Barn. You know, if it's a special dance you want, Frankie does owe you a favor. May I have his dance? I thought you'd never ask. So all three of us. We didn't really talk about this in the beginning. All three of us are professional wrestling watchers slash talk about it on podcasts. <laughs> so Vader is so sad when you say it like that. It does. Yeah. It's hard to say out loud. It hurts me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because that's so much worse than three middle-aged men talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Who also talk about wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Both. Yeah, we do both. It makes it worse. Thing. <laughs> What's worse? Some would say wrestling is still worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Vader is in this episode. I was freaking amazed at this when I was a kid. And I've watched this a bunch since then. Vader is technically in like three episodes of Boy Meets World. Wow. Uh, Frank is Stacchino. Yeah, yeah, important character for a little while there. So uh, let's talk about this. Is season four of Boy Meets World? They are already very old. Yes. Oh yeah, that was the first thing I noticed yeah. on this one. Why are they so old? What the hell happened? They were so tiny when it started. But yeah, uh, yeah they're old. Corey Ring reading poetry in Mister Turner's class, English class. Apparently, he was yet to uh, die in a motorcycle accident or whatever. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> whatever happened to him. Yeah, right. He dies in a motorcycle accident? <laughs> no, he's not actually dead. But but he does, never... like, get in a motorcycle accident, and then you no. never see him again. <laughs> he's never seen or referenced yeah, again, I, I remember think. that. Whoa. Uh, Sean sleeps on top of five desks in the back of the class. Why? How did he even get there? How is that comfortable? How could he be asleep? How is this allowed? Don't know. Frank is Stacchino. Your bully on Boy Meets World for many years with Adam Scott. Oh wow! Who, yeah, who was uh, went on to the do the Adam Scott? Yep, the Adam Scott was on Boy Meets World as a bully. Oh my god! With Frankie Stacchino. The furious typing of Greg. Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry, is that obvious? I have a very loud keyboard. Adam Scott. Yes, Adam Scott. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Well, that was the thing. I thought Frankie was the bully, so I was surprised when he was. Yeah, yeah. Some tender he, boy man. He's turned baby face. <laughs> face turned. Oh my god. He likes poetry, and uh, this boy's got depth now. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a problem. Sean and Corey are fucking terrible at school, and especially poetry. So they need Frankie Stacchino's help, and he needs their help for an undisclosed love situation, which they think 
is with a girl. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Uh, enter Vader. <laughs> it's time! It's time! It's Vader! Time! here he comes uh he's pissed that frankie's not a wrestler not a wrestler he probably would have been an awesome wrestler but he's not into it he's pissed off he's bringing his younger weirdo son with him to the gym vader immediately wants to murder Corey. sees Corey and wants to murder him from I think it's from a previous episode where Corey messed with him, but he's able to get out of it because he could talk wrestling. Vader's like, "All right, well, I'm not going to kill you then because you like wrestling. I wish my son would like wrestling." And Corey figures it out. It's actually love of the father. Uh, and we get Topanga, good old Topanga. She's mm. having a sweet sixteen, and is. Concerned that Corey, her boyfriend, is not going to go to her sweet 16th party. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Although this must, yeah. this must be her second sweet 16 party because <laughs> she looks like she's in her 30s at this point. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's at least 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she does a weird thing where she doesn't want to have a sweet 16, but does, but doesn't, but does. So it's like, Hasn't he been to every single one of her fucking birthday parties since, like, yeah. fourth grade or third grade? Because haven't they been dating since the beginning of the show? Mm. I don't know. But Do they ever break up? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till next episode. Wait till we do uh, top five breakups. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Frankie helps the boys with poetry, but really they help him with Vader, who has a match with Jake the Snake Roberts. I don't care how many times you say it, I'm still going to laugh. It's just, why Vader? Uh, right, come on. Why Leon White, of anybody? I guess he, I just, he looks he, like Frankie. He, I guess. But we uh, talk about just how great he is. I guess we'll wait to the end. He's great. This uh, is my dad, Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> How did they not know for the years? Like, Vader's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a number one contenders match against Jake the Snake Roberts. If he wins, he gets to fight Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. You should have thrown this one, buddy. Mm. <laughs> Didn't work out well for you at SummerSlam 96, Vader. Yeah. Did not work out well for you. <laughs> I think he got spin on, stomped on by a crazy Shawn Michaels for not doing the right stuff. Pretty sure. Does, is wrestling real in this it, yo, scenario? Yeah, yeah. Wrestling's yeah, a real sport. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now Frankie, because he doesn't know anything about wrestling, he gets this tip from Corey that uh, Vader's been setting up the Vader bomb too slow, and that's his whole problem. <laughs> You're not hitting them hard enough, Dad. Oh. <laughs> I've never thought about this before. Why do they keep rolling out of the way when I set up the Vader bomb? <laughs> you mean I shouldn't know the <laughs> speed of fucking a snail when I do this stuff? Oh, man. So You've been th- pulling your punches the whole time. Hit him. Hit him. Oh, shit. You're right. Stop stomping your foot and actually connect. Why, why do you clap your leg? 
Just sit on dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Number one piece of advice. Sit on everybody. Sit on. Stop talking to them while you're in the ring. Just go. <laughs> just, just punch somebody in the face and sit on them. They're not going to be able to get up. Uh, yeah, so this advice leads to Frankie giving the advice to Vader. And Vader's like, I love you now, son. And he's like, you need to be with me at all times to give great wrestling tips <laughs> to Vader, my dad. Can you imagine this scenario? Like, my dad was a teacher. So I was just like, no, dad, you got to use the chalkboard like this. <laughs> You oh, gotta use son, you're totally right. You have to give up on school. Come help me teach. You have to use the chalk on the chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. Not a pen. No. Oh my god. What a revelation. So Corey's now set himself up for a real pickle because he's supposed to be at the Sweet 16 the same time that this match is happening. Oh dear God, how's he gonna figure this out? Mm. It's an unsolvable puzzle. Thank God. Sean Hunter is here to provide a plan of action, <laughs> which is watch the Flintstones and figure out how to be in two places at once by watching the Flintstones. Then we get, like you were saying earlier, Mark, great meta conversation about yes. sitcoms inside a sitcom. Sitcom yeah. meta inception here yeah. from these guys. <laughs> So they can't be the the goal is to not be in the same place for more than seventy five seconds. <laughs> so the, thank God both of these locations are literally next door to each other or whatever. Yeah, what they, Do they eight, say that. I think they say it's like an eighth of a mile apart or something. Okay, because I thought yeah. I I must have missed that. Yeah, in, like in the actual show. Somehow they're right next to each other. Thankfully, they're able to pull this off. So we start with them helping out Vader. In his match, they come out and make a big mistake. They taunt, what's his name, Jake Roberts, right away. They're right in his mm. face. Not a good idea. No. Uh, but they're not very there very long, and they have to sprint out of there. But before that, Brother Love, you know, <laughs> long-standing WWF announcer, falls <laughs> yeah. the match as Brother Love. Yeah, right. No character break. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Uh so they run over to the the party, and Corey finds Topanga, immediately has to wrap it up because Vader's in trouble, and they got to go back to the match to give him great advice like this when they get there. Watch out for the DDT. <laughs> I mean, I applaud them for bringing DDT into a, a show about wrestling, but... yeah. The guy's finishing moves at EDT, so maybe you Never should already watch out for it. So, Dad, you're wrestling Jake Roberts. Beware the top rope plancha because he might break that out any second. <laughs> you never know when he might do an Ase moonsault. <laughs> Boy, Jake looked weathered, didn't he? I mean, this was this not was, a good moment yeah, in Jake's life. This was bad, bad yeah. times for Jake. This was uh, Bible thumping Jake. Mm-hmm. This was after Bible Thumping Jake, right? Wasn't Austin around? It was Austin was around. This was like tail end of him. This was like really him on the way out of WWE or after the Thumping. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Thankfully, he didn't have any real things to do, I guess. So they do that, but they got to run back to the party. They can survive with that great piece of advice. Corey gets so cocky that this plan is working out great. He almost walks into the party wearing the Vader mask he just had on. <laughs> And then they talk about how they're going to have their dance, Corey and Topanga, and let's let's cue up that song. 
But Vader is literally about to lose to Jake Roberts. So they have to run back to the match. Vader's down. He's on the outside. Corey has no more advice. He's out of advice. He had two pieces of advice. (laughs) Uneventful. But Frankie Stigano just gives the uh, TGIF family pep talk to Vader. And he's like, just do it, Dan. He's like, I will. (laughs) He goes in there and he wins the match. Yay. And they're like, okay, great. We won the match. Everything's great. They celebrate in the ring. They run back to the party. Party's already over. Everyone's gone. Except for Topanga. Left alone by her parents. (laughs) She's like, yo, bro, where you been? I've been watching you on closed circuit TV on this WWF house show that you couldn't watch. But I I got the film. I saw it. Where were you? But she does, to her credit, be like, you must have missed it for a good reason. And he's like, I had to help out Frankie Stacchino. Yeah. <laughs> Known bully. <laughs> that we're friends now. So, because he has a favor, Topanga and Corey get to have their special Sweet 16 dance. Because uh, Vince McMahon leaves the lights on. Mm-hmm. Leaves the ring up. Doesn't send the union workers home. <laughs> leaves Known- the arena set up. <laughs> Widely known softy, Vince McMahon. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just a great guy. You know, putting smiles on faces. Let them have a dance in the ring. (laughs) Um, And weird, Frankie and Sean eat popcorn in the stands and watch this happen. Very weird. Yeah. And they speculate on their relationship. Lasting? Like, okay. It's kind of weird. Uh, and then Vader, because he's Vader, can't not wrestle. So he tries to do a new move called the Vader Salt right onto Topanga in the middle of this dance. So uh, Corey has to save her life by moving <laughs> giant as Vader coming down on, on Topanga. And like that to is. I like to say it's Corey had to save Topanga from Vader. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yep. All right, that is the final nominee. So that wraps it up. Wow. I thought it was very peculiar that it looked like Vader lived in a trailer outside of Philadelphia. (laughs) He lived in a trailer. Yeah. He's a professional wrestler on TV for 20 years, but he lived in a trailer. I mean, which it could be accurate. I don't know. Like, I saw the wrestler. Things did not look good for him. Right. Um, But that's true. I, I feel like if you're the number one contender in. This real world, like in this in this show, wrestling is a, a real Wrestling's thing. a real sport. Right. You would think that he would have a little bit more money <laughs> socked away. It looks this it looks like we'll see Sean. He lives in a trailer. I think it's the same exact trailer. <laughs> see I think it's the same thing. <laughs> if you were to watch the two episodes back to back, I bet you would oh, that's the same one set. set. That's one set. <laughs> that's, that's all funny. we got. Sorry guys. We got Feeney's fucking Yeah. Grassy Knoll and this trailer. That's all we got. Uh, you're in the same school for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I understand that this is like essentially kids programming. Yeah. But it's completely ridiculous that Topango would afterwards be like, I'm sure you have a good an- good reason. <laughs> yeah, right. A 16-year-old? And not give him the benefit of the doubt. Like – when he first said, hey, is it okay if I miss this? Why then didn't she be like, well, I'm sure you have a good reason. Like, nothing <laughs> changed for her character. If anything, she should be more angry. 
<laughs> She's just that cool. Yeah. A lot of these kids are very mature, literally and yeah. emotionally. <laughs> they say Ramona Flowers was the first manic pixie dream girl. Turns out it was Topanga. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's rank these. Let's rank these suckers. Oh man, man! I think we've we got some of it figured out. That I don't know if we're going to definitely the worst. Yeah, that's not by a far. tremendous episode. Terrible yeah. cameo. All right, terrible cameo. Definitely that five. We agree that's five, no doubt, mm-hmm. no doubt. Four, I guess, has to be the Beach Boys because that was also a shit episode. Yeah. Even though they had the yeah. most to do and the entire episode was based around them. But they were all <laughs> bad at it. They were so they were bad sh- at it. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were shit. You, and they, they were, were bad pedos, at playing themselves. So. That's the problem. <laughs> like, when you're like, right, play yourself and you come off as a pedo, that's bad. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Like, take it. Get another take. Like, that one didn't work. <laughs> you guys are coming across as pedophiles. <laughs> Leave it Okay, in. tall beach boy. If you could blink during this take, that would really, that would really, that would really help you out here. <laughs> look at, look at Danny or Uncle yeah. Jesse. Have you no, ever? Not, not the kids. Not just the pretend kids. Stephanie's not in the room. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> All right, episode so number four, four, full house. <laughs> no doubter. All right, yeah. I feel like three, two, one is a little more jumbled. Three, two, one yeah. is definitely harder. Uh, three, two, one. I don't know if we'll, we have to agree. Yeah, I'm gonna say step by step three, and it's, it's good. It's good, but I really like the other two a little bit better than this. Um, man, I yeah. like seeing Fife. Deputy Fief Fife. That was funny. But uh, I would agree. I think three. I yeah. think actually that step by step episode is probably the best. I think like because I think Don Knotts was phenomenal in it. I thought it was a fun episode. But I never remembered Don Knotts in an episode of a TGIF show. Whereas mm-hmm. Grandmama and Vader are both classic. Yeah. Like yeah. I I remember that now, thirty years later. Yeah. Those were easy to uh Watch again because it's like yeah. I know exactly what happens in these. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, so number okay, two. Okay, so step by step oh, three. Man, this is tough. It is tough. I really thought Family Matter was going to be number one, but <laughs> talking about the Vader episode with you guys, man, I am seriously considering putting that number one. <laughs> oh man, is this just our weird wrestling bias, or maybe <laughs> for sure it has yeah. to be? Yeah, because like, we're. I mean, were you a wrestling fan when this? Aired. I was. No, no way. Uh, I was, was, but yeah. Uh, I, I hated right, Vader as a kid, but because he was a bad guy always, so it was weird to see him like this. Yeah, but but to see any WWF wrestler not on WWF, but in like a regular yeah. TV show that I was watching was such a big deal. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Boy Meets World number one. I'm wow. Say that number one. I'd probably I probably agree. I, yeah, I love Family Matters though. That's a great that's a great episode. But man, that was funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe, because Vader did a lot more than Grandma Ma. I mean, Grandma Ma sure was blocking and dunking yes. and all that, but only had, like, three lines, really. And Vader had a lot to do. Yeah. He had to wrestle a match in real life. Not kayfabe. He had oh, to yeah. Yeah. You know, deal with his son. You know, there's a lot. Wow, I would, uh, this is shocking. Yeah. Does Vader but, get a redemption arc? He does, right? Because at the end, 
He's uh, happy that his son. His, his is, son admits, he, I don't know shit all about wrestling. Yeah, I just he love said, your dad. He says something like, yeah, I do too, okay. or something like that. All right. So he but then he's still crazy at the end. We've been at this for a while, so let's <laughs> let's wrap it up. I think we're at a good point. A while. This is the shortest oh piece of thing I produce all week. Yeah, our live stream is almost four, and I don't think we've ever had a WCWTF oh. episode less than three. I can tell you this what? went by a lot faster than the WCWTF. Yeah, this is, this we is breezy. Thoroughly I can still, I can still leave and go do something. Yeah, he is smiling right now. That never <laughs> happens on our podcast. <laughs> wow. I mean, how long can you really break down Cody Five years. Lambert? <laughs> oh, wait, no. I thought you were talking about WCW. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could Too break long. down WCW. I mean, yeah. you need to write like a doctorate on that now. Ugh. You are just pure experts. I'll tell you what the craziest thing is. Uh, I've now consumed every piece of WCW media over the last seven years, and I've talked about it no less than 500 hours. And I legitimately don't think I could have a conversation with most people about WCW. If they were like, what's your favorite match? Would you just shut oh, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Was it the time Hulk Hogan couldn't figure out how to cage match work? Because there's like five of those. <laughs> so, this was great. This is this great. Was fun. Yeah, this yeah. was fun. Oh, yeah. This was a lot of fun. I uh, Do we have any thoughts on what another one would be? What the next one would be? Or you want to go back into the... Uh, lab and figure it out we can think about it uh in the forefront of my mind is disneyland episodes or disney world episodes because each one gets one Mm. like i think that's a pretty easy one but that's also uh, in my mind that's like upper echelon of of tgif topics yeah i don't know if we want to blow it on our second episode do we want to go there right now (laughs) i don't know we have a month to figure it out we have a month to figure it out. This is hopefully going to come out every month. We are on Twitter at pod TGIF. We haven't said anything. But there, oh, there is a there's a, a pod TGIF. I got a lot of opinions, and you people are going exactly. to hear them. <laughs> Repeatedly, you're going to hear about them. Oh, thank you, Mark. We appreciate you being on this. Yes, thank, thank you very much, sir. When thank we you were, guys uh, for having me. Absolutely. And uh, if you guys ever do a dinosaurs episode, call me back because I got a lot of holy totally The dinosaurs was on it. Oh my yep. god. Oh god. Right. Yes. Dinosaurs is on it. <laughs> I associate with Earl Sinclair, so I'm. I'm wow. So. We'll be back many times, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a unanimous like first guess. I'm like, do you think we? You think Mark would do it? You're like, I think Mark. I think Mark would be great. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I had a lot of fun. This was great. It was fun. Uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Hopefully, this is fun, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, of course, it's that time. There's no way to disguise. It's the end of our lineup. It's time for goodbyes. Let's thank all our viewers and wish them. Good night.